The following is a hoop ball presentation. My name is Lawrence Brooks, and you're listening to the Hoop Ball Mavericks podcast. Ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for betting tips. I will always get asked, who you got, Lakers or Clippers, Brady or Mahomes? And I'll tell you what I tell them. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I tell people to bet with my bookie. My bookie rep is rock solid, and they've got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. They're the only place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets. The one sportsbook guaranteed to give me the best lines from March Madness Tuesday night basketball, Thursday night, and everything in between. And you know me, I don't give out my stamp of approval easily. To earn it, you've got to be the best at what you do, and my my bookie is the best sports book out there, period. It's simple. Sign up, enter promo code HOOPBALL, and get your deposit matched away halfway up to 1000 bucks. Head over to my bookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best. Bet with my bookie. Again, thank you very much, you guys. You're back. This is the Hoop Ball Mavericks podcast. I am your host, Lawrence Brooks. And we had quite an eventful weekend. You know, I talked to you guys on Thursday, I want to say. And I wanted to preview this the upcoming weekend's games. And the first one of the first things I said is we have a ton of winnable games coming up. A ton of winnable games. And lo and behold, this turned into the load management weekend, which is just a... It's just a disappointment and a letdown for for several reasons. And I, I'm just kind of jumping into it because it's a little bit of a rant here. Not a rant of anger, but more so a rant of love, concern, and confusion. <laughs> First, you know, going into this going into Friday's game against the Pacers, I mean we found out that Luca wasn't going to play. Fair enough. And apparently his back injury or, you know, back issue crept up on him. And so it made him have to sit for a game. And that's fine. But one thing I would ask is, how bad was it? And again, I'm not I'm not questioning the injury or the validity of the report on the injury. My concern is more so that the Mavericks are in a predicament where COVID really put them behind the eight ball to start the year. And if you have players that are physically able to go, they have to play. At this point, you just have to, because you're, it's so, the standings are so close towards the bottom of the playoff race that it just makes it extremely difficult to make up those games when guys are sitting out constantly. I mean, the Mavericks are in eighth place right now at 23 and 21. The Grizzlies are in ninth at 21 and 22. The Warriors are in 10th at 22 and 24. And so the play-in game is for the 8, 9, and 10 spots. They will ballot out for the 7 and 8 seed. And the Mavericks just... These are very winnable games for them. So if Luka... Let's say, for instance, Luka was able to go and they thought it was just best that he sit out. Now, if you're playing the long game and you and you think there's... You know, you're thinking about the long term in terms of, you know, overall health and going in the next season. And you don't really feel like this season is something you can make a push for a championship or make noise in the playoffs. 
Um, completely understandable, but all indications to me make it, or it seems as if from a distance, the Mavericks are playing to win and they think that they can win this year. Do they think they can win the championship? Maybe not, but do they think they can go further in the playoffs than most people maybe expect? I think so. And so they made these moves coming into this year with that in mind. And so it was, it was just disappointing to see Luca have to sit out, especially when they've been one of the hotter teams in the NBA over their last 15 or so games. And then you come into this weekend or you have a stretch of games where there's a lot of winnable um, games on the schedule and guys are sitting out. And so the load management for me, it just comes at such a weird and off time where you would want to make sure everyone's available for the games that maybe seemingly are very winnable. And then maybe games where you're not sure or it's in the balance or it's against a team that's above you. Maybe you sit a cup, sit your star or two or however you would like to do it. But when you have games on the schedule that you know if everyone's there is likely a win, you have to play as many of those games as possible. So with that being said, Friday night's game against the Pacers was a winnable game. They actually had an opportunity. And the, the thing I like most, regardless of the fact that they lost, you know, the final score ended up being 109-94. to 94. It was very clear that they were missing some pieces. Obviously, their biggest piece being Luka, and he's the engine that runs everything for them offensively. Um, they couldn't throw a rock in the ocean. I mean, they shot 22% from the three-point line. They shot 41% overall. They literally only hit eight threes. And they had a stretch of games where they hit about 15 threes for, I want to say, at least seven or eight games straight. Like, they were on a really good streak. And they've been shooting the ball well from three since the All-Star break at about 41% for the entire, like, for the team. Like, Dallas Mavericks as a team has shot 41%. But this game could not get any shots to go. A lot of that had to do with guys taking shots that they weren't accustomed to because with Luka, you get a lot of open looks. And in this game, that condensed those looks and guys were trying to play make and make things happen themselves. And that just wasn't working out um, in their favor. But what I did like is something I wanted to see going into this game is what I spoke about on the previous pod was the marquee matchup of Porzingis versus Sabonis. And even more so, I just wanted to see a Porzingis-centered offense and how how he would respond to it being all about him and it being his show. And it's funny because in some of his quotes, he has been, it, he has said, um, and this is me paraphrasing because I can't remember the exact quote, but he says something to the extent of we're better offensively when we're moving the ball more. And I kind of get the feeling that that's coded language for I could use more touches and maybe he wants them in more advantageous spots on the floor and not where it's like later in the shot clock where he has where it's just a do or die ticking time bomb where he has to just do something no matter what he can't pass to anyone. So with that being said, in this game, he was he had 31 points, 18 rebounds, three assists, one block. He took 28 shots. He was three of nine from the three. But what I liked is that he was aggressive he was assertive, and he came into this game knowing that the only chance they had of winning was everything going through him. There was even stretches where he looked like he was a little tired, and he still played through it, and I love that. I've always, I've, I'm such a Porzingis fan. I'm such a believer. 
I think he has the the dog factor in him of a guy who's hyper competitive, wants to win, and is, and is willing to go toe to toe with anyone to get a win. And that's all you can ask for for a guy um, is just to not back down. And in this game, he took it he took it upon himself to try to will this team to victory. They just couldn't make shots, and ultimately, once the fourth quarter came, um, T.J. McConnell made a couple of big shots. Sabonis made a couple of big plays. Lavert made a big three. And it was just their guys just made more shots in the last four minutes than we did. And this game was actually in the balance of getting a win. But again, it's a make or miss league, as we've heard a million times. And that literally is what happened down the stretch. Dallas could not make shots, and they had a couple of nasty series of plays offensively and defensively where they just could not make the correct play and the lead swell. And obviously, they threw in the white flag. They knew that the game was over. And that was to be that. But I really loved the way Porzingis showed up in this game. Um, I felt like the guys competed. Um, the rebounding the rebounding battle, um, they actually won the rebounding battle, 51 to 49. So that that's a, a good indication because, like I said, they don't rebound that well. Some of that is an effort thing. Some of that is a personnel thing. But um, But they just didn't get it done. And so this game, they they took a loss, and I just it, you will always wonder what if Luca played, what if Luca played, but we won't know. So on to that, and they had a back to back, and some of this sitting the stars was the fact that they had six games in like nine days. But either way, if the complimentary guys have to play all these minutes, why not play your stars? If they're healthy, play these guys. So then we get into the New Orleans game, and we have. Lo and behold, Porzingis is out for load management, managing his injuries. Luka doesn't play. So now both of our stars are out. Neither of them play in the game. Not only does it make it a situation where now we it's a, a could potentially win if we have one star, but neither of them play. Neither of neither of those guys play. And now we're looking at a situation where it's like, are we just throwing in the white flag for this game? And they're, and again, they're in eighth place, but they just don't have room for just throwing away games. It's just something you can't do. And so now in this game, it literally just came down to the fact that they had stars and we did not. Point blank. Point blank. Um, it, the, the score was 103 to 112. The Mavericks actually took a lead a couple of times. So this game was closer than expected. And it just kind of broke it kind of broke our hearts a little bit, I'm sure, because we're sitting here thinking, okay, can we steal one tonight? Would this be a game that we can steal? And it just did not happen because literally Zion took control of this game down the stretch. And it was just it, it just was no contest. There was no answer for him offensively. Um, Jalen Brunson is playing his heart out. Uh, Tim Hardaway uh, Jr. had a night to remember. He had one of his better nights at 30 points. He was 5 of 10 from the three, 11 of 19 from the field. Jalen Brunson had 24 points. He was 10 of 15 from the field, one of two from three. Um, and so they were the they were the guy they were the catalyst for this team on Saturday night. But it just wasn't much more to 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 be had. Obviously, without Porzingis and without Luca. You're just really fighting an uphill battle. I mean, it's really an uphill battle. It's just tough to 
to get a hold of a game like that when both of your stars are out and you're playing against a fully loaded Pelicans team. They had their entire team at their disposal. At the very least, they had all their stars in their starting lineup played. I mean, obviously with Lonzo being out, that's one thing, but they still had Brandon Ingram. They still had Zion Williamson. They still had Steven Adams. In the kill, Alexander Walker was there, who's a great backup uh, guard. And Bledsoe. I have my thoughts on Bledsoe, but again, he's a starter-level guy. He's someone who they can rely on every night in terms of just availability and continuity. And the Mavericks suffered from not having that. And so it was disappointing because the, while the Pelicans have been on the upswing, if you have Porzingis and Luka, there's a chance they probably win this game. But they just did not have them. And, again, we just dropped two games all because stars weren't there. And that doesn't guarantee that they win if they're there. But you want to give yourself the best chance to win every night. And unless these guys have legitimate injury concerns, they should be playing. If you're trying to get into the playoffs and if you're trying to make something of this season. Now, if you just want to say we're just out here to compete and play every night, fine. But if you're not looking to win, let's develop some of the younger guys. I mean, you're playing Dorian Finney-Smith high minutes. He played like 37 minutes against the Pelicans. You play Maxi Kleber 31 minutes. Boban played 28 minutes. That's close to 30. Josh Richardson played 34. Brunson, 39. Tim Hardaway, 34. These guys are playing high minutes, and I just don't understand why we wouldn't play Tyler Bay, wouldn't play Josh Green, and maybe even Nate Hinton. Like, find minutes for these guys to see if they can be productive. Josh Green, we don't know if he's ready to play or not yet. But the thing about it is, if we're sitting our stars, why not play our younger guys? I mean, we're already... I don't understand, are we thinking that we can still win these games? Or are we at a point to where we're getting ready for next year or we're not really investing heavily in winning this year? Either way... Something has to give if you're not going to play these, if you're not going to play the studs, play some of the younger guys. I mean, you took Josh Green in the first round. Give him minutes. Tyler Bay has proven in the G League that he you you can play him sparing minutes here and there. And who knows, he might end up actually being ahead of the curve because he was an upperclassman coming out of college and might be ready now. But you're just not playing him. And it doesn't make any sense if we're going with the load management theory that we're playing all the complimentary guys high minutes in the 30s every night and it's a constant grind and then we're sitting the stars because we want to manage their load but we don't want to manage the complimentary guys load and then we have a situation where we come into games where the stars are there and they're fresh and now they need the complimentary pieces to help them put get over the hump in a win and they're just tired so either way you're losing on both ends so why not give some minutes to the younger guys to help them develop to get some further evaluation on what they can do and maybe you have a clear understanding of what they can or how they can contribute maybe later in the season or going into next season but playing the the playing the supporting cast so many minutes per game and not playing your stars when you don't want to play them but then you're not playing none of the younger guys i just don't get that that method of of playing basketball or you know basketball for the Mavericks like which direction are we going in we have to pick a lane and I think it's just not clear at the moment so here we go tonight we play OKC um here on Monday night which should be a winnable game which they the stars should be back 
everyone should be intact and so this is a game that they lost that just wasn't really sure how they lost that game like this was a game where they sat their guy the dallas sat their stars they didn't play and we weren't really sure why until it happened and but luca's back tonight after two game absence that should be helpful um but they need but again speaking of the guys who are playing high minutes a guy like josh richardson he's in a rut they could really use a boost from him but maybe give him a rest tonight but they won't and he's continuing to play a lot of men they need him on the defensive end um and in this game with no uh gildress alexander no al horford they don't really have a ton of guys that are going to hurt you but you need him on you need him for defensive purposes so it's hard to sit him on different nights but tonight they need to be fully locked in and fully ready to go but they could use Josh Richardson to come out of his rut because when he plays well, they win a lot of especially when he scores, I want to say over when when he's in double digits, they win most of those games. But lately he shot atrocious from the field, um especially from the three-point line. It's just looking bad. Shot selection isn't great. Um turning the ball over, just not looking good. But um they have to continue to rebound. Um this team, I mean they had Moses Brown who just had 23 rebounds the other night. Dallas cannot afford to not rebound tonight. They need to do that um, at a at a healthy clip and give some minutes to these younger guys. I mean, this is a game where they should win. It should be a, 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 a win that they get handily. And then give some of these younger guys some minutes and cut the minutes for the supporting cast where you can find the opportunity to. And this should be a game that they should handle and should be in control in the fourth quarter and be able to give some younger guys some minutes and give these and sneak some time off for these complimentary pieces because they'll need time off too. If we're talking about load managing, they need it just as much because they're playing heavy minutes every night. So hopefully they get a win. Hopefully they, um, they're able to pull it together because like I said, they were, they, they had won like 14 out of their first, out of their last 19 games. Then they go on a two game losing streak. But at the same time, they won all those games to put themselves back into the playoff picture. We don't want a situation where they put, where they get themselves further down the standings and then you're in must win mode in the last month of the season and god forbid someone's hurt and now you're really in a situation where it's must win and now you don't even have everyone at your disposal so let's go Mavs let's let's pull this thing together get back on the right track and start winning games but thankfully we get Luca back tonight so thank you guys for listening went on a little bit of a rant it wasn't necessarily a post-game report this was more so what i saw over the weekend and how things unfolded it just wasn't great um wasn't the most enjoyable weekend for the Mavs in terms of who they had available i mean having not having your stars there really sucks so um, let's see if we can turn it around again subscribe download the podcast on all streaming platforms you can catch me on twitter at lb said it that's l b s a i d i t and at Hoopball Mavs, that's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-M-A-V-S. Talk to you soon. Let's get a win tonight. Everyone be safe. Go Mavs. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.